Good morning and welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Chodesh Tov, a good month to all as we begin the month of Sivan and our countdown to Kabbalah Satorah, our countdown to when will we receive the Torah continues. I want to thank our generous sponsors for our 10 Minutes of Meaning for the year, our dear friends Chani and Lenny Grunstein, in memory of her beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, whose neshama should have an aliyah. Thank you so much to the Grunsteins. We continue with our study of Mesilas Hasharim. The great Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, has been giving us the formula, the path to how to perfect ourselves, how to live our best lives yet. And we've gone through each of these character traits. We continue to work on all of them simultaneously. You don't complete one before you move on to the other, but these are all aspirations. We're trying to work on all. Zihirus, we're trying to be mindful and present in everything we say and everything we do and everywhere we go. We're trying to have a sense of zihirus, of mindfulness, of cautiousness, of conscientiousness. We're living with a sense of zirizus, alacrity and zeal. We're pursuing goals. We're making resolutions and we're trying to achieve them. We moved over to Nikias. We're trying to eliminate from our repertoire the aspects or part of our character or our behavior that doesn't have a place, that doesn't belong. Then we moved over to precious, to live a disciplined life, to be in control, to determine, not allow our urges and instincts to be able to rule us, but for us to be able to rule them. And that brings us to the Midah of Tahara. We've been learning about purity. Purity means to not only do the right things, but to do them for the right reasons. To try to examine our motive, to try to understand our drive, to not only do the right things, but to do them for the right reasons. Not for ulterior motives, not for any personal gain, not for anything that we get in return. And this is the chosen way for a person who serves Hashem with a whole heart. If you're just trying to get by with the bare minimum, if you're just trying to get away with the least you can do, so as long as you can put a check in the column next to the mitzvah, done. Tefillin, done. It's Rosh Chodesh Hallel, done. My brothers and sisters in Israel are suffering terribly. The Tehillim after that, done. Done, done, done. Check, check, check. But if you're trying to serve Hashem, believe Shalom, Shalim, if you're trying to serve Hashem with a complete and with a full heart, then it means a sense of purity. It means being all in, all there. It means evaluating and reflecting on our drive, on our motive, and trying to purify it, trying to remove and eliminate the imperfections. Just like within gold and silver, just like within jewelry, we're trying to burn out and eliminate the imperfections. So too within our character and within our thought, we're trying to eliminate, we're trying to get rid of the imperfections. <laughs> A person who doesn't cling to God, who doesn't connect to God, who doesn't stick to God with a true love. You see, if, if a relationship with God is something that is enriching, if a relationship with the Rebona Shalom is something that is life-changing, that when you find and you feel God in your life, you have less anger and less anxiety and less arrogance and less envy. You have calm and peace and serenity. You're able to navigate whatever challenges life throws our way with a sense of calm and tranquility, with a belief with a submission, surrender, that he's in charge, he's in control, and that he is, everything is for a reason. That a person who serves Hashem with this um, is able to have calm. But if you don't, if you don't, if God is a check and all of his requests of us are checks and life is just a list of checklists, then it's going to be a Torah Gadol, a Masa Gadol. It's going to feel like a weight. It's going to be a burden. It's going to be a toil. It's going to be an effort. You know, if everything that your spouse asks you to do is contributing to your closeness, to your love, to your affection, 
then you're running to do it. Even if it's not pleasurable to wash the dishes or take out the garbage or do that shopping, even if it's not necessarily enjoyable to spend that money to buy that gift or to do that thing or to go that place you don't want to be, but if it's contributing to your drawing closer, if it's contributing to a greater sense of affection, of intimacy, of connection, then it's a small price to pay, then you feel closer. But if you're not really in a relationship, if it's superficial, if it's just on the surface, then everything you do and everything you give up, then everything that you have to compromise or sacrifice is an enormous burden. It's a toil. If it's an effort, it's a pain. You might say, but to purify my motive, to want to do everything God wants for me, to run, to love, to draw close to Him through it, then uh, who can do that? After all, we're ordinary mere mortals. We're human beings. We're fallible. We can't live such a level of purity, of refinement. Can we really have such pure motive? Can we really have such pure thoughts? Can we really eliminate impurities within our drive and everything we do? But the truth is those who love God and those who want and those who crave and those who search for serving Him. The heart of those who love Hashem and aspire to serve Him, that heart rejoices. That heart is overjoyed in expressing the commitment of that love and in strengthening ourselves. So yeah, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to being a child, when it comes to being a friend, to ask ourselves, you know, to stop and to pause. Am I happy for my friend? Do I forgive my friend? Am I jealous? Am I resentful of my friend? Why am I doing this? To one-up my friend? To support my friend? To compete with my friend? What's the relationship with my spouse? The more present we are, the more mindful we are in understanding our drive, our motive. The more we can eliminate imperfections, the more we can calibrate to be pure, the better we'll be, the more enriching our relationships, the happier will we become, the more authentic of people we will be. And this is what David HaMelech said, Your servant loves it. Your servant loves it. So do we view everything asked of us as an unfair burden, as a pressure, as an effort, as a toil, as a sacrifice? Or do we see it as an invitation? Do we see it as an opportunity? An opportunity to draw close. An opportunity to connect. An opportunity to elevate. An opportunity to enrich. It's all about our attitude. But that takes mindfulness and takes awareness. If a person is running, if a person is, is uh, distracted, if a person is always connected to technology or some device, how can we have the presence of mind? How can we have the margin or space? How can we possibly be mindful to evaluate who am I and what drives me and what are my reasons and what are my motives? Are they pure? Where are the impurities in my thought? I don't mean impure thoughts looking at the wrong images on the internet, impure thoughts craving the wrong things. It means even when doing the right things, what are my drive, what are my thought? Now, granted, this is a very, very high level. And that's why this is not the first chapter we began with. We're on chapter 16. The Ramchal of Moshe Mechaim Lutzato is building up to get to a point where we're not only doing the right things, but doing them for the right reasons. Why am I coming to shul? Why am I learning the daf? Why am I volunteering for chesed? Why am I serving on that committee? Why am I? What drives me? How can I eliminate the impurities? How can I burn them and purge them out, the impurities, so that I'm left with pure gold, that my life, my neshama, my behavior, my midos, are pure gold? How can I live such a life that I'm examining and evaluating and mindful of that drive? In my relationships, 
Why do I do what I do? And how can I do it better? And how can I do it more for the right reasons? So that the relationships will be more authentic, more genuine, and they will be more enriching. This is the test through which those who serve Hashem, that's how we're graded and that's how we are distinguished. Not only are we doing the right thing, but are we doing them for the right reasons? What is our drive? Because this is what really puts our relationship with God in overdrive. This is what creates really the depth of the connections to really not only do the right things, but to do them for the right reasons. This is what the early shepherds, our matriarchs and patriarchs, our early leaders, they didn't do things to show off. They didn't do things to be flashy. They didn't do things to garner attention. They didn't do things for a spotlight. They didn't do things to get followers or friends. They did it because they were pure of motive. And this is, you know, it's a perfect example. Social media, every post we put, are we putting it to be a connector or a promoter? Are we adding value to others or are we simply trying to promote ourselves? Why do we do what we do? Why am I posting that? Why am I listing that? Why am I behaving that? Why am I acting this way? Why do I want others to know about this, that, or the other? What is our motive? What is our drive? It's a very high level, but you're living in an entirely different kind of life when you're not only doing things, but when you're present and when you're mindful and asking, why am I doing it? And that will help us do it for the right reasons. Humash David Mazir Shlomo, this is what David Amalek, King David, told his son Shlomo. The eternal searches all hearts and understands our thoughts. See, people around us don't know. We might be able to fool them. We might even be able to fool ourselves, but we can't fool him. We cannot fool the Almighty. He knows. He knows the truth of what drives us, what motivates us, why we do what we do. He knows. And he's counting on us to work on that and to grow in that, to think about that and to improve in that. We're marching to Harsinai and we're coming to receive the Torah anew with a blank slate, with a fresh start to begin again. And it begins not only with, are we doing the right things, but are we doing them for the right reasons? Why do we do what we do? What drives? What's going on in our head and our heart? Can we regulate? Are we mindful? Are we aware? Are we evaluating? Are we in charge? Are we in control? Not only of what we do, but of why we do what we do. And that's another area, another arena to improve. Now again, as Ramchal has pointed out several times, better to do the right thing for the wrong reason, because then you'll come to do it for the right reason. Don't say, well, you know what? If I'm doing it for the wrong reason, I'm not motivated for the right reason, then I might as well not do it. No, do the right thing. Always strive to do the right thing, even if it's for the wrong reason, because please God, we will grow and ultimately be able to do it for the right reason. We dive in our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land, stop having to run to bomb shelters, stop having to be so chaotic and running so so divided that they're unable to live this level of mindfulness. They have peace and calm and tranquility they deserve. We dive in that they have safety and security. Stay tuned, 845 for Living with Amuna. And tonight, 9 p.m., we're going behind the beam with Yedidya Harush. We're going to be live from the front lines of Gaza. Yedidya and his family were evacuated from Gush Katif when he was 17 years old, but he didn't give up on Israel. He became a pioneer. He started a new community, Chalutza, on the border of Gaza. And in return, he's had nothing but rocket fire, terror tunnels. He's going to come with us 4 a.m. his time, live from the Gaza border, to share what they're going through. That's tonight, behind the beam at 9 p.m. Until next time, Chodesh Tov. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.